And I'm live. I'm after hitting savage traffic and I'm in a much quieter van than before because my van died. RIP van. Um, served me well. Nearly three years. Many tens and tens of thousands of uh, boxes of my produce it delivered so it owed me nothing. So I'm in a lovely Mercedes Sprinter now. Comfort that I'm not used to in the least. Um, an absolute ball ache. I'm having to drive to Blanche to collect the van, do all the paperwork, put a 300 quid deposit on it, pay for the van, take me stuff with the kids' car seat or whatever out of the van, out of the car, put it into the van, drive the van from Blanche then to my place of business, you know, 50 miles away, load up the van, drive to Dublin, do a delivery, come home, go to bed, sorry, come home, load the van up, go to bed, drive to Dublin again with another delivery, drop the van back, take everything out of the van and put it back into the car and drive home and I'm doing that, you know, two or three times a week it's a fucking nightmare but, the show must go on I'm holding out on buying a I'm actually decided on buying what's called a box body van which is basically the biggest thing that you can buy or sorry, the biggest thing that you can drive on a car licence, anything bigger and I need a lorry licence and little did I know the whole lorry license thing is a massive ball ache between passing the theory test and the actual test itself which I believe is quite difficult anyway minor thing um, there's tachographs you're, you have to have certain rest periods and there's just a whole world of shit that comes with having to drive a lorry to the point that unless your occupation is lorry driver I don't think it's really worth your while it only could be really worth your while but anyway I digress as I said hey a bit of traffic I've been chatting away to myself without recording, as I usually do, um, and said I haven't done a real proper solo random one in a while. The, the last one was all, all the last one was obviously the vasectomy one. Um, for those of you interested, I have a pain in my bollocks this last week and a bit. Uh, the evening of the vasectomy, I had quite a pain in my bollocks and the next two days I had quite the pain in my bollocks also and then for the following week I think it's been fair to say that I've had a, a mild pain in my bollocks but aside from that it's grand as well um, but yeah what I was thinking about there as I was driving up was I was coming through Navin and I saw actually saw a little boy and a little girl that were making their way to school but what caught my eye was they were pretty much sprinting they were running to catch a, a red light on the road so they could basically cross and the little girl was she was struggling because the, the boy was obviously a little bit older and a little bit bigger and just by virtue of her being a good bit smaller than him she was struggling to to keep up and I don't know why it just it made me think about you know kids and exercising and all the rest of it and like most things we, we tend to view them from our own kind of selfish viewpoints it's just it's hard to do otherwise but anyway I started thinking about my own level of fitness which is essentially non-existent these days I put on fucking savage weight in the last six months and not only have I, I don't think I've actually put on as much weight as I've lost um, as I've lost muscle and what happens when you lose muscle you might have the same amount of fat but it makes up a bigger percentage of your of your overall mass so as you're percentage of muscle that's on your body declines by default the percentage of fat on your body increases so I just I feel stodgy and just horrible 
but look it's just kind of part of the territory when you have a, a baby that doesn't sleep um, but excuses aside I've had to kind of look at everything that's wrong with my life at the minute it, this is it's weird it, this came about all from looking at the little boy and the little girl running and me just not having the radio on and not having a podcast to listen to and just being sick of listening to my own music and by my own music I mean you know the, the music that's on my Spotify account or whatever but anyway I digress I just started kind of I suppose holding a little intervention for myself and what came out in the wash was I'm smoking way too much weed I'm drinking way too much alcohol I'm drinking pretty much every day uh, they're not you know massive a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of bottles of wine now once a week that's a bottle of wine um, and that didn't happen overnight that that just you know that kind of creeps in on you and even the amount of chocolate like I'm, I'm pounding chocolate again and in a bad way because pounding chocolate's bad when you're out running every day and you're working out and you're you're competing and you're doing different things. Pounding chocolate is, is bad then. But you know, when you're when you're not really working out and you're spending a lot of time sitting down as I am just doing by nature, just doing deliveries. Um, I've hired a couple of people so they're doing the kind of the donkey work that would have been kind of keeping me fit and now I'm down to, you know, doing the, all the driving and all the office work which isn't exactly you know it doesn't require a lot of energy to do those things mental energy granted but not physical energy I'm not I'm not burning up the calories that I'm fucking lurrying down myself but anyway saw so the little boy and the little girl running along and I just started thinking about kids fitness is general kids fitness generally uh, my own kids fitness my fitness and I was thinking, I must actually start working out with Fionn. Like, my little fella's four. And I was like, that, that'd be good. And as, I, as that talk came to mind, I think I got a, a picture in my mind's eye of, a, of dads working out with their kids on, on YouTube that I've seen. And it's, it's kind of cool. You see lads, you know, doing weights or doing whatever it is, calisthenics or bodyweight exercises or whatever it is. And the little kid is there, delighted to be with their dad, and kind of learning about you know work ethic and working out and the importance of fitness and how it can be enjoyable and all the rest of it. But then I, was, I kind of went, yeah, but that's that that's not really me. Like you don't want a four-year-old anywhere near me when I'm working out. You really don't. Like I'm I'm a, I suppose an, an intense and I'm I'm an intense enough person. I'm a, I tend to be a bit of an extremist. I, I can't just I can't just have a podcast no I have to have four hour long conversations and I can't just have solo podcasts no I have to live record my fucking vasectomy or I can't just start a fucking business no 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 I have to start a controlled growing room environment business and be the one of its kind and blah 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 I always kind of take things to to a bit of an extreme and I'm, I'm, I'm certainly like that when I work out like when I run or when I when I'm, when I'm training say it's, it's of an intensity that you don't need or want or require or should have a fucking small child around you. Because I don't... I, I, it's weird. I, I do and I don't want him to see that side of me. Because it's an intense side. And although he needs to know it exists and he needs to know that it exists inside himself and that it's important that 
he's aware of that and that he channels it and that that intensity doesn't come out when he's having a row with his missus when he's a little bit older because I think that's what happens to a lot of people they don't have that channel and it builds and it builds and it builds and people get cornered and they lash out I don't think anybody really and I can start to be corrected I obviously don't know but I don't think anybody enters a, a relationship whether it's a a, a marriage or just a, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or, or or otherwise I don't think anybody man or woman enters that relationship knowing that they're going to beat up their partner or that they're going to be violent towards their partner I think most people assume that they won't be and kind of end up being um, but anyway the whole point of me talking about you know possibly working out with my little four year old not being such a good idea what that made me think of was this idea of, of a trade off there's videos of loads of different dads and they're working out with their kids and they're not they don't mind the kid interrupting their set and you know it's all smiles and it's all it's all kind of very kid focused and, and it's great it's, it's, it's fantastic but I just wonder what's the trade off because that's a gear I don't really have now don't get me wrong I can play with my kids and play with them all the time and love playing with them and I would do an ex I would play with my kids via exercise, which I must do. But that would be me playing with my kid doing exercises. It wouldn't be my kid joining me in a workout as playtime because I'm, I just I think I'm, I'm too I think I'm just too intense for that. It's for a fucking four year old who idolizes me, I just I, I don't know I'd be just I'd be wearisome of the. Worrisome of the, I don't know the negative consequences or something. I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird one. But anyway, this idea of trade-off. I wonder what the trade-off of those dads on YouTube are. Like if, if they can do their workout routine and have it interrupted and not get frustrated and, and all the rest of it and have a, a gay old time with their kid and fair play to them. If they can do that, what can't they do? Because there's always kind of a trade-off or at least often there's a trade-off and I was trying to think if, if I can't do that what are the things that I can do and an example immediately sprung to mind every evening I bring my little fella to bed and before he goes to bed he brushes his teeth and he goes to the toilet it's just this little ritual that we have a little habit and it's great it's a little one-on-one -on -one time with me and the young lad which is you know surprisingly rare especially when you've another kid and it's a baby and they, they tend to be babies tend to be time sinks basically everything like I it kills me I, I feel like I'm perpetually saying to my four year old not now buddy I'm changing Kiva I'm feeding Kiva I'm looking after Kiva and look if Fionn had an older brother or sister it would have been the exact same I'm sorry I can't play I'm sorry I can't paint I'm sorry I can't do this this and that but I'm doing this with, with Fionn so every evening we have this little uh, ritual we go we brush our teeth we go to the toilet and then we go to bed but once we've brushed our teeth and gone to the toilet every evening religiously I'll say okay ready set and as soon as I say set He's gone. 
he races off ahead and jumps into bed because we have a little race from our mine and ourselves en suite to his bedroom. Now it's only you know twelve feet, but you know it's just one of those little things that a dad and a son does. Where am I going with this? I do something once a fortnight, which a lot of people don't generally understand, I don't think. And what that is, is I'll say, ready, set, go, I'm gone. And I leave him for dead. He's four. It's a 12 foot race, and I'm jump starting. So he hasn't a fucking chance. Not a chance. Two and a half steps, I'm in his bed, going, hey, I won. And he's upset. He'll, he'll ball his eyes out. He will fucking ball his eyes out. Oh, Daddy, no, I was supposed to run, 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 run. It's not fair. Usual shit. And I do this, maybe it's not even, it's probably once a month. It's not every two weeks, it's probably once a month I do this. Now, sometimes more often, sometimes less often, I pick my moments. You know, if if he's not well, I don't do it. If he's kind of, if he's been cranky for the last hour or two, or if he's overtired, I won't do it. You know, I'll, I'll pick my moments, but I do do it, and I do it as regularly as I can without, you know, ruining his little life, you know? And people look at me doing that and hear me talk about doing that and go, Jesus Christ, you're an awful wanker. Oh my God. But as far as I'm concerned, he has to learn. And the, the lesson is explicit. He's, he gets all upset and starts crying and says, Oh, Daddy, Daddy, I was supposed to win. And I go, Yeah, well, you know what, buddy? Tough. Oh my God. Tough, lad. Like, dry your eyes. You're not going to win everything. You're going to lose. People are going to get the jump on you. Every so often, you're going to lose. That's just part of life. Get used to it. Because I'd sooner him ball his eyes out with me and then kind of kiss and make up and have a little lesson and go to bed happy than for him to have that experience in the playground. Now, or in 10 years' time, or maybe in 30 years time when he's in an office and he's a manager and I wonder do those dads in the YouTube videos who can work out with their kids I wonder is that what they don't have or is that a, you know broad sweeping generalizations galore here but I wonder what the trade off is because surely there is a trade off and I wonder are there times when I'm maybe too straight maybe I take it too far I don't think I do. Now, I stand to be corrected. Maybe doing what I'm doing there is inherently wrong in some way. And if it is, I'd love to I'd love to know. I'm not intentionally being harsh on, on my kid for, you know, for no benefit. I think that there's, there's value in what I'm doing. And again, I, I, I pick my moments. But like, I, I try, I try, I suppose. It's fair to say that I try. I try and be a good dad. I try and be a good partner. That's harder. The partner thing is harder. Because, why is it harder? I think it's harder because she's a full-blown adult, so she should fucking know better, kind of thing. The, 
with the kid, you kind of you kind of have to have infinite patience. But with an adult, it's a lot easier to go. You're a fucking stupid bitch. Jesus fucking Christ. You'll do that with an adult a lot quicker than you do with you know a four year old. And proper fucking order too. But there's, tra- there's there's always a there's always a bit of a trade off. Like, look at herself and, and her parenting, and her parenting, pairing parenting. There we go. Like she would be excellent in certain ways, and just fucking downright terrible in others. Like the whole teaching Fiona lesson by beating him to whatever race it is or whatever. I, I wouldn't say she's incapable of doing it, but she's not fucking far off from capable of doing it. And, you know, conversely, there are things that I don't have the patience for that she does. And parenting, I think, is, is very much a, a team activity. You can bring up kids by yourself, but I don't think you can do as good a job as you could with somebody else. And that's... I think that's borne out by... I think that's borne out by, stud- by, by studies on single parents. But bearing in mind, my mum raised me and my uh, brothers and sisters from when we were very young. My elbow upstairs fucked off and died when my youngest brother was three, my other brother was eight, and my sister was 16. I would have been 13. And it's funny, I only realised recently that herself now is the same age that my mum was when her husband died and left her with a three-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old. And how in the name of blue fuck that woman did what she did is just beyond me. It really is. Like How anyone could do that. It's just beyond me. And not only to do it, but to do such a good job of it. I mean, my older sister is married with her own kid, with a, a great husband, um, a great job as a, as a primary school teacher. Um, my other brother, or my brother, Aelon, who hasn't been on the show yet, he lives out in Qatar, out in the Middle East. He's teaching out there as well, earning big bucks over there. And then... Uh, uh, my younger brother, past guest and friend of the show, Pat, brains to burn, um, qualifications out, out the wazoo, uh, and starting, you know, his kind of career path now soon. And like, you know, I've, uh, I've herself and the kids and the business and everything else, and you know, things are good in our world. So how the fuck she managed to do that, I don't know. But I think it's fair to say she at least potentially would have been able to do a better job with a partner. Now, she mightn't have, and odds are she probably wouldn't have, because, you know, we we lean on our partners as we should, but maybe we lean on them a little bit too much. And there's a weird one here, because myself and herself do exactly this we tend not to lean on each other 
we almost in a, in a weird way act as single parents we're both extraordinarily independent people but that's not necessarily a good thing it's not an overtly bad thing and we are we are absolutely a team we, you know we don't it's not as though we, we sleep in separate bedrooms and have separate lives or anything like that no, nothing of the sort but I think we are a little bit too independent of each other and maybe that's just because we're not married yet maybe marriage will will do that but then again I don't think I don't think it will because marriage is just a label I mean we've been married for years technically not not sorry not technically but like what's the word not actually but effectively that's the word we've effectively been married for practically 10 years so you know having a having a day out as such I don't think too much is going to change if anything it might settle her slightly because I think women are more vulnerable than men generally and I think that when a man and a woman have kids and are in a long term relationship and they're you know and they may as well be married I think that's harder on the woman than it is on the man just by virtue that misogynistic sexist comment alert do women need support more than men do women need support the same way men need to be supportive is that how we is that how we gel one side needs support the other side needs to give support neither is preferable neither is better they just are there's a provoking conversation for you <laughs> Now, apologies, I'm back on the road. Uh, that probably sounds weird when you're listening to it, but I'm after, I pull into one of my drops, I'm after unloading a couple of pallets. Um, yeah, and I was just thinking there when I was unloading the unloading the van and that, although I obviously have to drop this van back today, I will be buying a new van. Well, it'll be a new van to me, and hopefully it won't be as loud as the last one. So well, judging by the, the quality of the audio in this, it's not going to be perfect, but I'd imagine it's going to be a damn sight quieter than when I was recording that other piece of shit fan. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gas, the, the the kind of knock-on effect. So you you have the baby, and you know you're you're gonna you're not going to be sleeping. You have a baby, and you're not going to be sleeping, so you're not going to be training as much. You have a baby, you're not going to be sleeping, you're not going to be training you're probably going to start eating shite. You have a baby, you're not going to be sleeping, you're going to be training. You're not going to be training, you're going to be eating shite. And it just it just kind of snowballs from there. You're not going to be recording your podcasts. So then you start kind of beating yourself up about, you know, how I would at least, and people like me will. I, I'd be very, 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 very self-critical. 
holy shit like very self-critical herself is actually quite self-critical as well um, and that can be that can be a kind of a that can be kind of toxic I suppose we both have to be very kind of aware of that aware of our own harshness on ourselves and aware of each other's harshness on ourselves we'd be, we'd be very critical um, so yeah so I would have by not recording podcasts I'm like oh I started this whole thing and now I'm not doing it and uh, you know not quite an anxiety attack or sorry not quite a panic attack but almost like a like a mild anxiety attack um, speaking of anxiety actually I'm a big fan of a, a, a trio of Irish lads called Foil Arms and Hog F-O-I-L-A-R-M-S and H-O-G Foil Arms and Hog check out those lads on YouTube they've got fucking fantastic sketches really really cool stuff but the one on anxiety and uh, it's a while since I've seen it but I, th I think it's a very good one in order for people to understand what anxiety is oh that's what it is it's, it's actually a board game called Anxious and it's, it's almost like a, the sketch is an ad for this new board game and the board game is Anxious that's the name it's called Anxious and you get anxious points so you roll the dice and you land on whatever you land on and you, you turn the card over and it's the, I'm making this up now as I go along but the cops are behind you and you don't know the speed limit of this road that you're on and you're like oh! and that, that that's anxiety that, you're anxious when, when that happens you're anxious or if you ever feel sick when you see flashing blue lights in your rear view mirror that's anxiety that's what that is or when you're going through airport security and you feel as though somebody's going to find a kilo of cocaine on you even though you know, you've never done drugs in your life that's anxiety and some people really suffer with that so that feeling of the flashing blue lights in your rear view mirror some people wake up with that and that's that's not cool you know some people perpetually have flashing blue lights in their in the rear view mirror of their mind and not in a good way but in relation to what I was saying there earlier but you know, you know you're not sleeping so you're not training and if you're not training you're probably not eating well and, and blah 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 I've mentioned this before this idea of the, the positive feedback loop or in this case a negative positive feedback loop the more you put into something the, the worse it kind of gets it's, it's almost like a, a fire if a if a candle knocks over in your house you know it, it might burn the cushion off your couch but if your couch goes up then your ceiling goes up. If your ceiling goes up, the floor of your upstairs goes up. If that goes up, everything goes up. The roof goes up and your house burns down. So that's it. like the, when your when your house burns down in that manner, that's called a positive feedback loop. You know, there's nothing particularly positive about it. So the way I would phrase it is as a negative positive feedback loop. Another, like the, a, a, just a straight up positive feedback loop, or should I say, a positive, positive feedback loop, 
might be you start running and you start feeling healthier and because you feel healthier you fancy a salad more than a Mars bar and that means that you can exercise more and by exercising more you feel better and you're in better mood you're in a better mood more often so you're more in the humor to go running than you were and the more you run the more inclined you are not to eat the Mars bar to eat the you know meat and two veg or whatever it is so that's a positive positive feedback loop and I'm going to call it at that because I've made several recordings like this that I haven't put live because I've because I've stopped and started them I didn't feel like they were worthy of being released and again this is just that self-criticalness of me um, that's generally not a not a good thing I tend to overthink things and not do them so I'm going to wrap this up before I waffle too much hopefully this was me getting back on track with the solos the conversations I'm still mad keen to have them and they're coming um, as things tend as things settle down which only time can aid I'd be more inclined the new van I'm actually looking to buy the big box body van I'm hoping will double as a, a mobile podcast studio the cool thing about that is it kind of it puts more control on me so typically up until this point when I invite somebody on or when they say that they, they want to come on I go right well when are you around and we'll arrange for them to come over to my house and I have to clear up with herself and whatever else and make sure the kids are in bed and, and blah 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 and I'm relying on that person being able to come over and spend the time and then get home and all the rest of it which has limited me to a degree of, on people locally relatively speaking so like I'm not going to ask somebody who lives in Dublin to drive all the way to Navin to meet me at 7 o'clock to have a 4 hour podcast that brings them to 11 o'clock and then have to drive all the way back to Dublin but if I have like a mobile podcast studio type thing, it means that I can just drive to them. They can just step outside their front door. We can do it in their driveway. We can do it in a local car park, whatever. So what I love about the solos is it's not reliant on anybody else. I can just kind of do them. The conversations are harder. So that's why I'm going to rattle off a couple more solos more than likely before I get a conversation going. But trust me, it's coming. There's a lot more coming. And before I ramble too much, I'll chat you soon.